moving on. At least that's me being tired from this week and also me being tired of Jacob's shit. Me too. I was like, <laughs> we're past the worst of it, but are we really? No. I really, I I mean, I mean, I yes guess so. And no. yeah. Yes and no. I, I continue to have rage for him throughout this and the entire rest of this book. Like, my rage peaked with um, mm-hmm. what happened last time. But then uh, it it stayed at the same level throughout the entire yep. rest of it. Yep. So, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I would argue that we stayed in the worst of it. There, there was no getting better. It just remained. No. He's just <laughs> a flat line of horribleness. <laughs> just a flat line of shittiness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's never gonna go up or down. We're just flatlined. He's a never-ending poop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Hi, I'm Alyssa, and I'm Gwen, and we are Teen Squee. This is the podcast where we spill the tea about the things that make us squee. And today we are talking about part two of Eclipse by Stephanie Meyer. Uh, So last time we talked a little bit, or not a little bit, we talked a lot um, (laughs) about the first half of Eclipse. Uh, Brief rundown picks up right where New Moon left off. Uh, Bella and Jake are trying to be friends again. Edward is uh, controlling and then becomes less so. Jake is uh, taking advantage of Bella's love for him. And Charlie has become the worst dad ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and things only continue to be awful in yep. part two. I'm like, I can't even feign excitement right now because I'm like, all right, back into this dumpster dive we go. It's only getting worse from here, kiddos. True that, true that, true that. (laughs) So uh, we left off last episode in a very awful place. Mm -hmm. Uh, So now let's talk about graduation. Yay. That's fun. So it's graduation day, everybody, Uh, and while getting ready for graduation, Bella has an epiphany. While she's getting ready, she realizes that the thing that she wants to wear so badly was stolen by whatever vampire had come and taken all of her clothes. And so she has this epiphany that, oh my goodness, the person who stole my clothing and this newborn army in Seattle are connected like mm-hmm. they, they have to be one in the same and she tells alice this and alice is like bella you brilliant bitch you beautiful <laughs> brilliant bitch but then alice is like oh no i have to stay away from edward all day long now because he'll be able to read my mind and he's going to just completely devolve and mm-hmm. we can't have that it's graduation day no. bella you only you, you only get to graduate high school for the first time once so <laughs> i'm not going to ruin this for you here's a dress that i just know you'll love um and i will see you later and alice pieces out and they have the graduation ceremony Amazing. what a queen <laughs> that night they have 
Bella's graduation party at the Cullen house. So Alice has planned an extravagant graduation party for Bella and by proxy her and Edward because they were all in the same graduating class. But mostly it's for Bella. Like mm-hmm. we, we all know Alice's shtick, right? Yeah. Um, and at the party, which Bella doesn't like, she hates it. She hates <laughs> that this is happening. Jacob shows up. Ugh. Because Bella had invited him prior to him assaulting her. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what the fuck are you doing here? I don't want to see you. And he's like, you invited me. And she's like, was my right hook too subtle for you? That was me uninviting you, asshole. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, I made you a present. And she's like, I don't want anything from you. Get out of my sight. And then Jake pretends to be hurt. And maybe Ugh. maybe it's not pretending. Maybe he genuinely is hurt, you know, like inside his heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He plays it to the back yeah. rows. Yeah. You know, he, he really milks it for all it's say, worth. He's, he's really going for it. Because he knows that Bella will attend to him if she thinks that he's hurting. And so she ends up apologizing to him. He <laughs> he apologizes for their first kiss happening that way. Not that he kissed her, just that mm-hmm. it happened that way. Like, our first kiss should have been better than that. And so I'm sorry that it happened that way, but I'm not sorry I kissed you kind of thing. Gross. He's like, it should have been better. And it wasn't. And that sucks. But also, we kissed. Maybe it wasn't good <laughs> because she didn't want to kiss you back, Jacob. Because she didn't want it in the first fucking place. So Bella is like, Jake, I'm so sorry. What's the present? You know, I'm, you know, you don't need to pout. What did you get me? And it's a charm bracelet with a wolf charm on it that he made himself. And she's like, oh, Jake, I love it. It's like, it's like the ugliest gift. If someone gave me a charm blaze, oh my God, charm bracelet with a wolf charm on it, I'd be like, oh, gee, thanks. And I would never wear it. See, I think it's actually a cute gift. I think the idea of getting... So here's the thing. I think it's a cute gift for, like, me giving it to you as my female best friend. Oh, yeah. Knowing that you and I are not even remotely romantically interested in each other. And I think that it's a cute gift to give to your romantic partner. Yeah, okay. Because it's like, here's a charm bracelet with a charm on it that either reminds you of me or reminds me of you Mm -hmm. like I think that's a really cute gift idea but it's inappropriate here because Jake is essentially laying a claim on Bella you know like that that's why it's weird here is it's like I am putting this chain around your wrist that has a wolf on it which is literally what I am which means you're mine it gives me the same kind of weird feelings that like High School Musical 2 does <laughs> when tea. Troy gives Gabrielle that <laughs> awful necklace and she's like, tea is Troy. Troy. <laughs> no fucking shit, Gabriella. <laughs> but it does not give me, what I think it's so funny how so many movies get that wrong and then Taylor Swift gets it so right because I she tell does. you, when Taylor Swift sings, I want to wear his initial on a chain, chain around my, my neck. neck. Not because he owns me. Because he really knows me. I'm like, Absolutely. yes, Taylor. Correct. Yes. yes but that- it always makes me think of that stupid <laughs> <musical> <laughs> <two> scene. <laughs> <laughs> and then when Ga- 
Gabriella leaves him at the country club. She's like, here you go, she's bitch. Like, I gotta go my own way. And you don't even see her take off the necklace. Oh, no. She, you just watch her run towards her mom's minivan. And then Troy looks down and there's a shot of him opening his palm and this stupid <laughs> giant tea with a red rhinestone on Who would want to wear that monstrosity? <laughs> So anyway, the the charm bracelet with the wolf charm is not a bad gift, but it is an inappropriate gift in this situation. Yeah? Yes. (laughs) Moving on from our tangent. (laughs) Alice has a vision. Yeah. The Volturi have made the decision to come to Seattle. Uh, So they have to prepare. And Jake, upon hearing about this, uh, insists that the wolves help. And all of the Cullens think this is a great idea. Like, no Mm -hmm. one will be expecting the werewolves, you know? So Jake's like, okay, I will go and meet with the rest of the pack. Where and when do you want us to train? And they're like, meet us tonight at 3 a.m. And Jake's like, okay. And then he leaves. And then Bella's like, I'm coming too. And Edward's like, you should maybe sleep though. And she's like, no, I'm going to come, which is a mistake because then she gets tired. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) that night the Cullens in the pack, which Bella notes has grown beyond its original six members, they meet in the Cullens baseball field uh, to discuss things and train and everything else. New additions to the pack, the pack has now grown to... 10 wolves two of them are just two other kids from the reservation that she doesn't know they're maybe 13 years old and then two of the new wolves are leah and seth clearwater leah is the first woman Mm -hmm. to become a wolf that the tribe knows of which is good for her Mm -hmm. but not so good for everyone else because they all share the same thoughts and Leah is intentionally making it miserable for everyone and honestly I stand a petty queen I was gonna say I respect her like I don't know Sam dumped her for her cousin and yada 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 imprinting but like girls got a right to be petty about this situation because it sucks They all come as wolves because they don't trust the Cullens. They want to be able to protect themselves. And Cullens are like, cool, not a problem. Uh, And (laughs) uh, Jasper essentially demonstrates fighting to all of them and gives like lectures and basically just holds a master class in newborn fighting, which is cool. Bella has an epiphany during this whole this whole scene and confesses to Edward that she thinks Victoria is actually involved. Mm -hmm. She thinks somehow Victoria has created a newborn army, but managed to stay out of it in such a way that Alice isn't seeing her, blah, 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 blah. And Edward's like, interesting theory. God, you're such a brilliant bitch. I love you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You're so smart. God, it's so hot. Um, (laughs) While they are all training, Jacob, as a wolf, licks Bella's face, and it's gross, and she laughs, and Jake needs to stop putting his mouth on women without consent. Yes, just because you're a wolf in this, when you're licking her face, does not mean she still, she wants you to kiss her, Jacob. Doesn't matter that you're a cute doggy. Like, she doesn't want it still, even though she laughs. Here's the thing, is like, I get that you are not a human right now bella can't kiss you because no. you are a wolf right now but you are still fully jacob in your brain 
And so when you lick her face, we know that it's to get a rise out of her because you are doing something intimate. And, like, I get that because you're a wolf right now. Like, maybe it's just like a ha-ha, this is playful. Like, I can't tickle your ribs, so I'm going to lick your face. But regardless, you are putting your mouth on a girl who you assaulted, like, four chapters ago by kissing her without consent. So, like, maybe don't do that. Yeah, like, maybe stop, (laughs) Jacob. After the training session is done, uh, the rest of the wolves retreat, but Jake comes back as a human, and he and Edward argue about where Bella should be during the fight. The fight is going to happen this Saturday. Alice can see the army arriving, and Jake and Edward want to make sure that Bella is safe. They realize that they can use Jake to hide her smell and can stow her in the mountains with Seth for protection. So the plan is to have Bella camp in the mountains with Seth so that she is protected and to have Jake carry her up into the mountains so that she doesn't leave a scent trail. During this experiment, Jake has to carry Bella and she's not thrilled about it. Mm-hmm. Like she, she's uncomfortable with the idea of Jake having to carry her and Jake calls her a baby and then takes advantage of the fact that he has her in his arms mm-hmm. by not setting her down when they are done. He doesn't set her down once they've reached their destination and instead holds onto her tighter than necessary and continues to like tighten his hold on her. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Gross. And she's like very visibly uncomfortable during the whole time. She's like, I was like aware of him like pressing my body closer to his and like I didn't. I don't want this. Yeah. And I'm like, Jacob, fucking stop. Mm-hmm. And he knows he's doing it, yeah. too. Like, it, it's it's gross because no. he laughs about it. Ugh. He knows he's doing it. He knows he's making her uncomfortable, and he thinks it's funny. I he hate him. I hate him. I hate that man. Ugh. The next day, Bella and Edward have a normal human conversation in which Edward asks why everyone else is allowed to give her gifts. Uh, And then he asks if he can give her a hand-me-down and tells her that the pedestal she has him on is ridiculous. This is a great Bella and Edward moment. Honestly, I really enjoy the moments where they are alone in this book. Me too. That's something I'll say. I really believe them as a couple that is actually in love with each other. I really, really like their couple dynamic in this book in particular. But Mm -hmm. we only get to see it when they are alone together anytime there are other characters in the mix we don't get to see that and that's upsetting to me but i like edward being like bella you need to stop having me on this pedestal (laughs) like that's that's really not healthy for you and like i don't deserve it and i'm like you're right you don't deserve it you are correct edward Edward thank you give her gifts it could be his love language is gift giving and he can't do it and Bestie wants to give his girlfriend that he loves all the presents in the world. Come on, Bella. I Like, if I was dating Edward, I would accept all of the gifts he gives me. Just... Let your millionaire boyfriend shower you in yeah. presents. Like, girl, <laughs> why are you resisting this? Like, if a man was like, hey, hey, Bestie, I'll pay for your college, I'd be like, bet. Where do I sign? During this conversation, Bella tells him that she can't stand being without him during the battle, and so he has to choose. Either she comes to the fight, or he sits out the fight with her, and he agrees to sit it out. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is a moment where he explicitly is like, we are compromising. You, because he's like kind of visibly upset that he has to sit the fight out Mm because he was looking forward to a good fight. 
And Bella's like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm really, I'm really sorry. You're disappointed now. And he was like, no, Bella, we are compromising and I love you. And you gave me the two options that you could live with and told me to choose one. And I chose the one that I could live with. Oh, this is not moment. your fault. This is not a problem. I am disappointed, but I am not upset and I will get over it. Oh, I love it. I love them expressing what they need from one another. Like, I love how he reassures her about it, too. And she's like, oh, my God, I feel so awful for, like, tearing him away from his family. But he's like, you're also my family. You know, you're, like, a big part of my life. You matter to me. So we're going to compromise. That's what people in relationships do. And I'm like, yes. Alice comes over and convinces Charlie to let Bella stay at their house that weekend. Uh, she uses a cover story about how the rest of the family is going camping, but she wants to go shopping instead and doesn't want to be all alone. So can Bella come over for the weekend and go shopping with her? And Charlie's like, yeah, of course, Alice, honey, you can have anything you want. But it turns out, though, that Edward is the one that she'll be spending the night alone with. This whole section of the book, from the time they end training until the fight begins... Or, or until they go up into the mountains mm -hmm. with Jake, it reads like a fluff fanfic. It does. And I love it. I do it. too. It's like, so refreshing. If I had read these books in high school, this section of Eclipse would have been what firmly planted me in a Twilight obsession. Mm -hmm. And I would have been in love with Edward Cullen the same way that I was in love with Draco Malfoy in high school. <laughs> Oh, it's such a good moment. I remember when I read this the first time and I was like, oh, they're spending the night alone together at the Collins house? Ah! <laughs> like, very excited for them. They have another night of training and Bella watches with Wolf Jake and is curled up against his side to keep warm. And she realizes that she suddenly feels safe with him again and that he feels like her Jacob, and this feels like their actual friendship when he's a wolf. Mm -hmm. And he can't speak to her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she does say that. She's like, when Jacob can't talk back, it's great. Mm -hmm. We can just. And that's just. It's a sad moment. Yeah. It's I'm... really sad to me that, like, oh, you only feel like your friend is your friend when he can't speak to you and when he's this big, giant dog. That's not good. That's really upsetting. That's a big mm -hmm. red flag that your friendship is not good mm -hmm. or stable at all. So Bella and Edward spend the night <gasps> together. And Bella tries to convince Eddie Boy to have sex. Mm -hmm. And he says, no, not until they're <laughs> married. Because he wants to protect both of their virtues. Uh. He's like, I've already lost my soul. I've lied and I've killed my virtues. The only thing I have left. And Bella's like, screw you. Take off your clothes. And he's like, yeah, Bella, she no. Is. <laughs> no. My soul. I must <laughs> save your soul. And Bella specifically wants to have sex because she wants to experience it as a human. She's mm -hmm. worried that... Once she becomes a vampire, all she's going to want is blood, and she's not going to want Edward in the same way anymore. And he's like, yeah. Bella, I promise that won't be an issue. And she's like, no, but I want to try as a human. And he's like, okay, we can try while you're still human, but you have to marry me first. Yep. And she reluctantly agrees to mm -hmm. it. And this is this this whole scene is a masterclass in talking about sex for 20 pages without actually saying the word sex. Yeah, she not really once. never does. <laughs> 
Not once does Stephanie Meyer use the word sex or any kind of euphemism of it. The closest she gets is saying the words sleeping together, which then one of them, Edward, I think, laughs off and spins as a joke because Bella's like, so you won't sleep with me until we're married? And he's like, technically, I can never sleep with you. <laughs> and so, like, there's the question of, like, did Edward understand what she was saying? So she never actually uses the word sex or any euphemisms for it, but manages to have a conversation all about sex in which all of us understand what's being discussed. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> I kind of respect her in this moment. I'm like, wow, Stephanie. You f- I feel like your mm-hmm. foreshadowing skills should be better because of this scene. Because you talked about sex for a whole chapter, mm-hmm. like, under the radar, in a very sneaky, sneak way. And we're all like, yeah, girls talking about snacks. Oh, my God. Talking about sex. Mm-hmm. And, and what, I, <laughs> what I love most about it is that it's very clearly about sex. It's very clearly, like, yeah. the horniest conversation they've it ever is. had. But if you were... Like, a a sheltered Christian teen reading this book and your parents were like, I need to know whether or not there's sex in it. And, like, you had, like, a Kindle copy and they control F'd that shit for the word sex. They would not find a single instance of it. And I love that. It was confusing (laughs) when I was first reading it, though, because I was, like, 10 or 11 and I didn't really understand sex at that point. And I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? I'm so confused. I'm sorry, you read this book at 10 or 11? Yeah. In fifth grade- Alicia! In fifth grade, Twilight was all the the craze. I remember I read the first book when I was on vacation with my family, and I finished it. And I remember I was 10, there was a girl in my class reading Breaking Dawn. Goodness gracious, Alyssa. What can I say? (laughs) God, this is why my parents didn't send me to public school. (laughs) I was literally like, this was public school. Middle school? Public middle school? Oof. She was something else. (laughs) Yeah, my teacher had a ban Breaking Dawn for, you know, the stuff that happens in Breaking Dawn. Because somebody tattled on somebody in our class. And she was like, okay, you can't read this book in this class anymore. To read it outside. But the other three are fine. (laughs) Jesus. So, I don't know about you, Alyssa, but I actually think that this scene is kind of sweet and good and endearing until Edward starts talking about Bella's virtue and wanting her to be, quote, belonging only to me forever. Who the fuck is she going to sleep with, Edward? Who the fuck else? Mm-hmm. No one. Like, I I don't mind at all Edward being like, I want to be married before no, we have yeah, sex. That's cool. That's his prerogative. That's not a problem. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and Bella expresses, I would like to have sex and not get married. And they have to figure that out. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and they spend the whole conversation talking about how much they love each other and how badly they both want each other. But Edward's like, I have specific morals that I align with that I don't want to break. And Bella's like, okay, and these are my feelings about it. And they have to discuss that and figure it out. But the problem is that Edward then makes it about her. Instead of being like, this is about me and how I feel about myself, he makes it, I know better than you. And I'm like, Edward, I thought we were past this. I really thought we were past this from you. Yep, I totally agree. I just, I want him to be like, I don't want to have sex because 
with the time period I grew up in, like that's still kind of instilled in me and I want to follow those like that set of values. That's fine. That makes sense. But being like, I want to save your soul because your soul is in danger. And I'm like, fucking shut up, Edward. She doesn't care about her mm-hmm. soul. Clearly, she wants to bone you. I don't know. I feel like he also a little bit like he mostly like takes in her her qualms with marriage. But also, I feel like he doesn't really digest them in a full way. Mm hmm. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah but. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, listen to what she's saying. At the end of this chapter, Edward gives her the engagement ring and, like, proposes to her properly. Mm-hmm. And she agrees. But her inner dialogue that we get to read as the reader is all about how much she doesn't actually want to get married. She loves Edward and she wants to be with him forever. And if marriage is the way that that's going to happen, then okay, fine. But she does not want to no. be married. She doesn't. It's, she makes him promise that they can just go to, a, like, a Vegas chapel and get legally married, and she doesn't have to tell anyone every, anything because she doesn't want to be married. She wants to be with him, but she does not want to be his wife. I feel kind of bad for her because in this in this compromise, I feel like Bella doesn't really formally get what she, like, wants. Like, I feel like she kind of mm-hmm. does, but she has to sacrifice way more than Edward does, and I don't mm-hmm. totally think that's fair. Especially mm-hmm. because she's very much against, like, the whole marriage thing. I guess it's a tricky compromise because I guess they're both giving up things that, like, they feel very strongly about. Yeah. I don't know. So, the rest of the Cullens come home and Alice is fucking pissed. <laughs> because she... <laughs> she saw. She saw in her brain uh, that they were now engaged. And she's like, Bella, do you hate me? Do you not love me? Why are you going to run away to some smelly chapel in Vegas to get married? Do you not love me, Bella? And Bella's like, Alice, you know I love you. And she's like, then Bella, let me plan your wedding. And Bella's like, no. And Alice is like, please. And Bella's like, maybe. So Bella and Edward go hiking so that they can leave a false trail. Mm -hmm. Edward suggests that Emmett officiate the wedding. I think it's a 10 out of 10 suggestion. I want to see it. I need it. I need it now. He'd be so I need, funny. I need Emmett to officiate the wedding. Just think about how good that, like, we already got the most amazing line from Emmett at their wedding in Breaking Dawn Part 1. Can oh, you imagine yes. how much better it would have been if he had been the officiant? Oh, my God. We would have all the one-liners, all the jokes. It would be so good. <laughs> I can't believe we were deprived of this. <laughs> Stephanie. Edward. Edward also tells Bella that her blood doesn't bug him anymore uh, because he had to live in a world in which he thought she no longer existed for 24 hours. And so even though she still smells delicious, he isn't compelled to devour her anymore Mm -hmm. and can be around her blood without a problem. So Jacob shows up and he carries Bella up the mountain. There is a storm coming and they talk about Bella's quote-unquote options again. Uh, Bella is like, Jake, no. She flat-out calls what Jake did an assault and tells him that she has mostly forgiven him but cannot change how she remembers it. And I'm just saying, Bella is displaying some very serious self-control and maturity here because mm -hmm. we discussed a lot last episode about how we didn't think Bella should forgive him. And I still don't think that she should have because Mm -hmm. 
I think that he continues to show her that he's not sorry. Like, if he had shown that he truly was sorry and had changed his behavior to make it so that something like that would never again happen, okay, yeah, forgive him. You know, that's mm-hmm. okay. To, for- to forgive someone is so good and so okay to do. But he has not shown you that. No. So, like, why? And she forgives but doesn't forget. Yeah. And I like, like, that's that's fine. That's great. But Bella, he's still not holding himself accountable. Mm-hmm. You're trying to hold him accountable. And he refuses yep. to accept it. So maybe you need to change your approach. Mm-hmm. Not it's... to put not to put the uh, responsibility on her no. because she is the victim here. Yes. But like what I'm saying is Jake is completely inexcusable. No. Yep. Yep. And he hasn't done nearly enough to make it up to her or to even give her a reason to forgive him. Like the way that she's like, I've almost forgiven you. I'm like, girl, how? He's done nothing but like harassed you since and been a Mm -hmm. dick to you i would not have Mm -hmm. forgiven him i would have been like bye fuck off jacob jake tells bella that he was supposed to be the alpha of their pack uh but he turned it down because he didn't want it and then he mentions to bella that hey i've noticed that you like me better as a wolf than as a human and i think it's 100 percent because as a wolf, you don't have to face my raw sexual energy and admit that you're attracted to me. Okay, Jacob. This is a negative 1,000 out of 10 gross moment. It's so bad. And she's like, no, actually, it's because you don't fucking talk to me and you just sit there and you're nice for once in your goddamn life. You're not a dick. You're not harassing me about my feelings for you or my supposed feelings for you. Like, Jacob, take a fucking hit. I hate Jacob. Yep. But anyways, the next chapter is literally called Fire and Ice. <gasps> I wonder what it's about. <laughs> Could it be about Edward and, and Jacob? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so anyway, Bella is freezing in this tent in the mountains. And Edward is absolutely wrecked because he can't do anything to help. Oh. He's like, I'm an ice block and my girlfriend is freezing. <laughs> So Jake shows up and he comes into their tent to cuddle and warm her up. It works, but he's enjoying it too much and both Bella and Edward are frustrated by it. Bella has what she thinks is a dream in which Jake and Edward discuss their love for her. And Edward talks about how he puts aside how he feels in order to make her happy, whatever it takes, and that he will never stop trying to make up the last year to her. Um, it frustrates him, but he can't control her. So essentially, mm-hmm. it's like she has to make her own decisions. Whatever makes her happy makes her happy, and I will continue to love her regardless. Yeah. And I will do what I can to support her in that in that uh, mission for mm-hmm. her happiness. And Jake talks about how he won't ever give up, but Edward should. Edward should <laughs> give up and just let Jacob have her. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> Because, quote, she loves me too, and I, as Jacob, can make her happier and give her a more fulfilling life than you, bloodsucker. I don't know. Essentially, is what he says. She seems pretty happy with her current situation, so maybe, like, back the fuck off. She's not interested. Yeah, I'll say it until the day I die. (laughs) Jacob is dead to me in so many ways. Yep. Um. (laughs) Edward is more patient than I could ever be. 
in this moment. I don't understand how anyone is team Jacob, but no. here we are. So... <laughs> The next morning, Jake overhears a conversation between Bella and Edward, and he finds out that they are engaged. He flies into an anguished rage, uh, but Edward pulls him back and brings him back so that Bella can talk to him because she's feeling guilty for not telling him herself. Mm-hmm. Which, which I guess okay. is kind of that's Fair. valid. Like, she yeah, should have told valid. him herself and not in this situation yeah. before a battle. Like, that makes – Edward was a little bit out of line, but, like, I I get why he told Jacob. But also, I'm like, maybe he should have waited till after he fought vampires and shit. That's yeah. my one critique. So, Jake comes back and Bella tries to apologize, essentially blaming herself for everything that <sighs> has happened between them because she had been hurting him by not taking herself out of his life when she learned that he wanted a romantic relationship for her or from her and basically is just like I've been leading you on and I'm sorry and I'm like Bella you haven't been leading him on and you haven't been a temptation and if you have been he needs to just deal with it you know Mm -hmm. like yourself he needs to deal with his feelings Mm-hmm. Like, she has made it known she is not interested in him that way, so there's no way she could have been leading him on. Why is this on yeah. the woman to deal with, also? Jake guilt trips her into kissing him, basically saying if she doesn't, he'll fight and not care if he dies. And she asks him to kiss her, but feels angry and upset by the kiss. Uh, during this kiss, Jake makes comments like, come on, that's that's not how you kiss someone. Or, like, you need to try harder. Or you need to do better. Mm-mm. And it's Mm-mm. disgusting. That's It's awful. disgusting. It's so, I, and then she's like, oh, he is right. I do love him. I'm like, um, no, sis. You were blackmailed into admitting feelings you don't really have for Jacob because you don't want him to go get hurt. You love him mm-hmm. in a platonic way. You do not mm-hmm. love him and- romantically. And you have been manipulated into believing that your feelings rec- include something romantic. Yeah. Like, you you are allowed to find your male friends attractive. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You're allowed to, to recognize that you have attractive male friends. But you have been adamant that you only like Jake platonically. You care about him so much because he is like your brother. Yep. And now you're telling me... Oh, no, that's right. As we're making out, suddenly I realize I do love him romantically. And I said, and I'm like, do you? Or have you just been manipulated by him so much that you've been deluded into thinking? Yeah. I'm like, once again, I'm like, Stephanie, if you really wanted this to be a love triangle, maybe have Bella be like, really struggling with her feelings of love towards Mm -hmm. Jacob. Maybe be like, I don't know, but like, I do love him. But like, it's platonic mostly, I think, but maybe there is a there's another part of me that does love him romantically, but like knows it's not really enough. But like I want I want to see the tug of war. That's so yeah, much more interesting than being coerced into it. Yeah, like this isn't a love triangle, Stephanie. You no. failed in writing a love triangle mm-hmm. because if it were an actual love triangle, like Alyssa said. There would have been build up to this moment where she's like, "Oh shit, I am in love with him." She would have 
had a crush on him already. Yep. She would have been grappling with those feelings. She would have had one of her prophetic dreams in which she was kissing <laughs> Jacob instead of Edward, okay? Like, you had every opportunity to set this up as a love triangle, and instead you made it incredibly clear that Bella does not like Jake. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden she's in love with him? It no. Oh, especially the whole book. That's, she's like, I don't love him. That's terrible story writing, I'm Stephanie. S- that just made me so mad because I'm imagining Eclipse with Bella actually maybe in love with Jacob. And it's so much more interesting in my head. New Moon mm-hmm. with her falling in love with Jacob is more interesting in my head that way. It mm-hmm. creates such a more internal struggle with Bella. And then there's more conflict with she's like, wow, I could have be with Edward, who I know is my true love, but, like, be a vampire. Or with Jacob, I do love him, but I could be a human. That would mean something. I wouldn't have to lose my friends and family. I could be with him, but I'd be losing Edward. Oh, it's mm-hmm. so interesting. And she just said, no, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's, it's not fine, but just... this is how she wrote the books, so it's what we're stuck with. Yep. She just can't fathom the idea that a guy and a girl can just be friends and if they it just has to be romantic in some way Mm -hmm. no girl it really can just be platonic so bella gives in and actually kisses him because she's like oh my gosh i'm in love with him too he was right this whole time so she's kissing him and she realizes it doesn't matter that she's also in love with Jake. She loves Edward more. Edward will always be her choice. Mm-hmm. And Jake leaves filled with this hope that Bella knows she's going to have to crush later. Because when Jake leaves, he's kind of under the delusion that like, okay, this is it. She's going to break up with Edward and be with me. I don't know why he thinks that when he just heard that they were engaged like mm-hmm. <laughs> not that long ago. Something <laughs> changed things, Jacob. <laughs> so after jake leaves uh suddenly victoria i don't know why i just did a hero's thing it should be bum 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 victoria (laughs) yes (laughs) victoria shows up with riley who is a a kid who's maybe a few years older than bella Mm -hmm. who isn't as bloodthirsty as they expected newborns to be Edward, through reading his mind, finds out that he was the first one Victoria had changed and that she had manipulated him by pretending to be in love with him into servitude to her. Uh, So he's the one who raised and trained her newborn army that is now down in the clearing fighting with the wolves and the rest of the Cullens. And Victoria and Riley face off against Edward and Seth. At one point during the battle... Uh, Bella thinks it looks like Seth is hurt and Edward and Victoria are fighting madly and she's so feeling so helpless and just wants to help. So she picks up a jagged rock from the ground, remembers the story of the third wife and slits a gash into her elbow to distract Riley and Victoria. It works and they get the upper hand and Edward and Seth destroy them and light their corpses on fire. Edward approaches Bella like, it's okay, Bella, don't move. It's fine. It's fine. Don't don't be afraid of me. And she's like, what do you mean? Don't be afraid of you. And he's like, that must have been horrific. I'm so sorry. And she's like, no, Edward, like, I'm fine. I'm not scared of you. That was kind of hot. <laughs> I can't get over Edward being like, oh, I've traumatized her. And she's like, 
Okay, let's go to the tent. They go back down into the clearing. Mm -hmm. The battle is over, but something has happened. Before they leave to go down, Seth begins howling in pain. He, like, collapses to the ground howling. And Bella learns from Edward that one of the other wolves down in the clearing had been injured. And, of course, the injured wolf is Jake. Mm Mm-hmm. And so Bella is overcome with grief and wanting to go be with Jake and help him. And Edward's like, we can't. The Volturi are literally minutes away. We need to go down to the clearing and present a united front as a family. And so they go down to the clearing and there is one lone newborn left. She looks to be maybe 13 or 14. She had surrendered. And so the Cullens were like, okay, we'll give you a shot. The Volturi all show up. It's Jane and, you know, all of her buddies. Uh, the the three heads are not there. They sent mm. their guard to do their work. And Jane's like, oh, it looks like you guys did our work for us. That's so nice. Mm. <laughs> Stop it, Jane. I kind of love Jane in this moment, honestly. Um, She's like, yeah. so... She's such a bitch and I kind of love it. <laughs> I'm a proper young lady, but I'm also a cold, hard bitch, and I will put you in your place, but you won't actually know that I'm putting you in your place. Like, you'll know, but, like, if someone were to hear our conversation, they probably wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Jane. I love uh, that for her. Jane gets the young newborn to explain what had happened, and then is like, okay, well, she can die now because we don't give second chances. And she's like, speaking of... Aro and Caius will be interested to hear that Bella's still human. And Alice is like, the date has been set. And she's like, okay, well then, bye. Uh, And she also is, she leaves being unnerved by the power of the Cullens because the Cullens don't tell them that there were wolves helping them. Like, that's information the Volturi does not need to know, Mm -hmm. right? And so they don't tell her that. And so instead, it's just like, yeah, there was an army of, like, 18 newborn vampires that we defeated. Hmm. And she's like, oh, shit, that's, oh, shit. Okay. And you're all fine. Cool. Cool. (laughs) So the Volturi leaves and everybody goes home. Bella's really shaken up about it. Charlie comes home. He had been at La Push when Jacob was brought in injured. The cover story is that Jake had a crash on his motorcycle, and that's what hurt him so badly. Uh, Carlisle and Edward are there right now helping to, you know, set Jake's bones and help him get better. Charlie starts to sort of, like, puzzle about how weird things are in Forks, and Bella's like, he's getting too close to the truth. He's getting too close to the truth. And in this moment, I wish it was one of those movies where Bella's like, he knows too much, we must end him. Yep. (laughs) He's been compromised. Take him out. (laughs) Carlisle and Edward are able to help Jake. Uh, Carlisle has to re-break some of his bones. Uh, because they have already set with his accelerated wolf healing. But Jake is going to be just fine. Bella goes down to La Push to see him, and she and Jake have a conversation. And Jake's like, was he really mad at you? I'm so sorry. I should have been there with you when you told him. And um, this is the moment where I'm like, Jake, did you really think? Oh, honey. You 
idiot. I actually kind of felt bad for him for a moment. He was like so sure. And I'm like, oh, bitch, it ain't you. Mm -hmm. One Mm -hmm. slightly consensual kiss does not mean she is leaving Mm -hmm. her now fiance for your ass. Like, maybe, maybe I can sympathize with Jake a little bit because... I don't know about you, Alyssa, but I was a big sucker for the friends to lovers trope as a oh, kid, I so much too. so that I believed I was in one of those tropes. And if my if if my friend who I was romantically interested in, who had a partner, had kissed me and like they knew how I felt about them and I was sure that something could happen there if we would both just give it a chance kind of thing. If if that had happened to me where my friend that I felt that way about kissed me, I would have believed it. Yep. Oh, same. It's uh, just I also would not have been that terrible to my friend the way Jacob no. has been to Bella. No. Like, I'm like, yes, me too, Jacob. I would have been the same way. I'm a hopeless romantic. And if someone showed that much interest in me for like a, sp- a little moment, I would have clung to it. And been like, oh, there's mm-hmm. hope. Oh my god, we're gonna fall in love. But also, yeah. he's treated her like crap. Like, for mm-hmm. most of the book. This scene is, like, probably one of the only, like, halfway decent Jacob moments in all mm-hmm. of Eclipse. And it's still not all that great. Mm-hmm. They have a conversation uh, in which Jake accepts, okay, I'm not your choice. And Bella's like, I'm sorry, I... I- it probably would have been easier for both of us if we didn't know that I had romantic feelings for you too. And he goes, no, actually, I'm kind of glad I do. Because if I didn't, I would have always been wondering if you would have chosen me over him had you figured it out. And so at least this way, I know that you're just making your choice. But also, I'm never going to give up. And I hope you know that I'm always going to be waiting. (sighs) So close, so close to him being like, listen, I would have loved for Jacob to be like, I accept your choice. Like, I mm-hmm. still want to be your best friend, though. Like, it hurts right now. And maybe we need a little bit of time apart for me to, like, kind of cut my losses. But I still want to be a part of your life. In- instead, he <laughs> tells her, we can't be friends. Yeah. The same way he did at the end of the last book. But this time, it's like a very clean cut of, mm-hmm. like, I love you and want to be your friend, but we can't be friends because I don't know how to control myself or have boundaries. Yep. And so because you are not romantically interested in me, we cannot have this friendship anymore despite the fact that we both want it. Yep. Which is dumb. It's just, (laughs) it's so heartbreaking, especially like... Having been one of those girls where you're like, oh, he was only my friend because he was interested in me, like, romantically, yeah. sexually. And now mm-hmm. that I've shown that I have no interest in him that way, he he wants nothing to do with me. And that's got to mm-hmm. fucking hurt like a bitch. And Bella mm-hmm. is heartbroken by that. She drives home completely wrecked and Edward meets her there. And she spends an awful, awful night just sobbing into his chest. And the next morning he's like, I have never been so afraid as I was watching you. Like, I, I've I've seen you be upset before. I have never seen you act like that. And it's horrific. And I'm so sorry that I had any part in making you feel that way. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, this is not your fault. 
it is not your fault that I fell in love with you. I'm so happy I mm -hmm. fell in love with you. This is just the way it is. And it sucks and it hurts. And I'm like, yes, mm -hmm. this is a very mature yes. and self-aware Bella moment. I and love it. I, I don't love how much pain she's in. No. But I, I love her taking ownership of how she's feeling yes. and why she's feeling that way. And she doesn't even blame herself for yes. it. She's just like, it just is. She's like, this is what and happened. It sucks. And now I have to like deal with it and move on because I do want you in my life. You are the person I want to spend the rest of my life with, not Jacob. Mm -hmm. The choice has been made and now I'm just living with the consequences of that choice and that's mm -hmm. what it's going to be for right now and eventually it'll be, it'll be easier to get over this. But mm -hmm. yeah, right now it sucks. They talk a little bit with Alice about wedding plans and then they go to the meadow, just the two of them, and they both remark how it's the first time since you know the james problem mm -hmm. that they have felt safe and were able to just be together and be happy and how nice that feels mm -hmm. um edward also <laughs> tries to revoke their deal and is like nope okay because he's like, why are you letting Alice plan the wedding? I know it's not what you want. And he said, because I know it'll make her happy. And he's like, nope, not a good enough answer. Uh, you don't need to do things to make other people happy. So, deal's off. Uh, I am causing you to make allowances and give up of yourself in order to marry me. And I'm not comfortable doing that. Uh, because it's not actually making you happy so deals off and she's like what the heck edward and he's like oh no i'm still gonna hold up my end of the bargain let's go we're gonna bone right here right now tonight it's gonna happen and this scene was so out of left field and i was like what, what? she's got like what? whiplash from this scene i'm like i'm sorry what and he's just he's just trying to like he's keeps trying to and bella's the one who's like no edward let's not and i'm like what's going on i think it's so funny because like i i totally respect and i actually appreciate edward's decision making here where it's mm -hmm. like oh i didn't realize that m me putting the condition of like marriage before sex was going to force you to do things you didn't want to do yeah and like to this extent do them as well like you know we were maybe compromising by getting married before having sex right because then we both get what we want you get to have mm -hmm. sex with me as a human and i get to you know marry you mm -hmm. and even though i'm not sure how i personally as gwen feel about that compromise it was a compromise but then he realizes that bella is not only compromising with him she is compromising herself yep because in order to marry him she is having to make all of these different allowances and concessions and he's like that's not making you happy and i want to make you happy and so we're not gonna get married we're just gonna have sex and he's like i want you bella Let's go. I want you so bad right now. And I just, I think it's funny. I really, really yeah. do. I have no other feelings about the scene. It's just hilarious. It's, it is funny. I'm just, I'm looking at Edward and I'm like, yeah, okay. I like this turn of events before you. I love how you're like, you know what? 
we had a deal. And I'm realizing now that this deal may or may not have been fair to you. So, fuck mm-hmm. the deal. Let's fuck instead. Yeah, because we both want it. Like, that's, yeah. that's the thing, is at no point does Edward... Edward accidentally makes Bella feel unwanted at mm-hmm. one point, like, when they have the first conversation. But he never... It's never a situation of him actually not wanting her. Yeah. He wants to he have sex w- yeah. with her. He just won't let himself because he is, one, afraid of hurting her, and two, it goes against his moral code. And uh, he's like, screw it. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> screw it. Let's screw. Um, <laughs> Bella's like, no, no, wait, Edward, I've changed my mind as well. I want to do this right, and I want to be your wife, so I'm going to need my ring. And we're going to have to go tell Charlie. It's a good thing you're bulletproof. And I was like, yes. Tell yeah, bitch. And then we get an epilogue from Jacob's point of view, which is Mm -hmm. essentially just him being miserable and then receiving his wedding invitation. Yep. And then he runs away. Awoo! As a wolf. The end. End of book. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the epilogue, so skippable. You're like, all, all I really needed was Jacob runs away, breaks away from the pack. Goodbye. And I'm like, cool. All, all I, I didn't need to hear him grovel for, like, a couple pages. I, that's all I needed. That's the end of the plot. Um, Alyssa, do you have favorite characters or favorite moments from Eclipse? Um, well, my favorite character is new. It's Seth Clearwater. We see so little of him in, his, <laughs> in this book. But in Breaking Dawn, we'll see some more of him. But I love him. He's a little cupcake, and I just... He can't do anything wrong in this world. He's just He does sunshine. fist bumps. Yeah! He does fist bumps with Edward as a wolf. So he, Edward holds out his fist for a fist bump, and Seth nudges his fist with his nose. And I think it's the cutest He's thing ever. so cute. Seth, Seth being a little bro to Edward is my favorite thing in the Same. world. And also, like, Seth represents, like, the ability of people from, like, the wolf pack to actually get along with vampires. Like, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. this is a deeply embedded prejudice, but, like, see, mm-hmm. somebody can overcome it and be like, yes, I know that we don't like vampires, but these vampires are good, so I'm going to try and get along with them. And I'm like, see, mm-hmm. guys, it's not that hard. Stop being dicks. Do you have a favorite moment from the book? it's tough there are like all the little edward and bella like good communication moments that i really loved Mm -hmm. i loved rosalie like her story time like i don't love her story but i love her this book is so long i forgot that happened (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i was like yes this happened in this book it feels like eons ago but indeed rosalie story time was in this book i just like seeing more of her and i think her opinion on humanity and vampirism is just so fresh and interesting compared to the other collins and i just adore mm-hmm. her love a queen mm-hmm. what about you a favorite character honestly i mean i also love seth seth clearwater is my baby and i love him mm. but i think I think my favorite character in this book might be Edward. Ooh. I think he goes through the most significant uh, character development mm-hmm. and changes in this book. And I really, really like it. I really love it. I still don't know if I'm a big fan of him. Yeah. But I really like what happened with his character yeah. in this book in particular. So I really, really enjoy him. Yes. And favorite moments are... A- like you, all of the little Bella Edward moments I think are really, really great, and I love them, and they make my heart sing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also just love 
all of the Cullen shit that yes. we get in this book. And it's not even like a here's an info dump about the Cullens, like mm-hmm. as exists in Rosalie and Jasper's backstories, but we get little interstitial pieces with the Cullens because Bella is now fully a part of their family. Mm-hmm. And that's expressed by multiple characters. Yes. Multiple Cullen family members in this book refer to Bella as part of the family or like Esme calls her her daughter kind oh, of thing. Sweet. And I love getting to see those interstitial moments as Bella becomes more fully integrated. So like one in particular that's jumping to the forefront of my mind is just after Bella punches Jake and Edward takes her to their house to get um to get pick- fixed up by mm-hmm. Carlisle, Emmett and Rosalie are out in the garage working on Rose's car and Rose and Emmett have a conversation with her in which Emmett's like, What'd you do? Trip? And he's she's like, No, I punched a werewolf and he's like badass and Rosalie's like looks like Jasper might win the bet and it's just a really cute moment in which you get to see the Cullens be the Cullens and not just be the you know undead godlike vampires (laughs) so I like it I like it a lot when I started this book I was like this is gonna be the worst book in the whole the whole series And I know a lot of people who feel that way about this book, and I understand fully why they do. I don't know if I feel that way about it or not. Like, part of me does, and part of me doesn't. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this book. That's fair. There are, like, again, the Edward and Bella growing moments are really lovely to see and watch. Mm -hmm. But... The issue, I think the reason this book is my least favorite is because there's so much I want to dissect and change. Like, Twilight, like, the series Mm -hmm. is, like, it's fun trash. So I'm reading the first two books, and I'm like, ha, 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 this is kind of trashy. And then the third book, we get to a point where I'm like, no, but, like, this is a cool concept, but, like, what if you tweaked it? And it would make it even better. And it's so frustrating that she didn't take those leaps when writing. And, like as a writer i'm like i want to do this for you and it's really frustrating to me that you made all these bad decisions mm-hmm. and this is the book we get when it could have been so much better that's a really good point because like like you said objectively all of the books <laughs> are just really fun crap and the movies are the same way yeah. like I, I i made a comment to my parents last night about uh you know twilight is a is a comfort saga because they're terrible Mm -hmm. but like it's fun because they're terrible and with the first two books they were terrible and there were things that were like this is stupid (laughs) why did you do this but they were fun yes and this one the things that are stupid or that I have a problem with are things that are actually worth critiquing yeah so yeah 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 that's a good point yeah a very good point i have a similar stance on breaking dawn like the first half of the saga is so easy to critique without like a literary lens like just a fun Mm -hmm. critique but like these last two books require to like need to be analyzed with a literary lens almost in my brain like i have to go into them like i'm in a college lit course again to like Mm -hmm. pull out all the little things i dislike or not even with a literary lens just like a I guess an a act- critical yeah. lens. Like, That's the thing. The first two you can critique and be like, these are garbage. This is <laughs> dumb. And then this one, and I'm assuming Breaking Dawn will be the same. Mm-hmm. 
I have to look at it and be like, this is garbage and this is why this is garbage. Yeah. And here's the ways it could have not been garbage. Yep. And I don't understand why the author chose to then make it garbage yeah. when very clear alternate avenues exist. Yeah, because I can be like, oh, ha, 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 Jacob's an awful person. But also Jacob does a lot of really awful things in Eclipse that makes it really hard for me to understand why Stephanie would make him a central character in the novel or make him do these shitty things because he's a central character. And then, like, the grooming and, like, the needless trauma of uh, backstories for the women, like, those things really bug me. And even if I'm like, ha, mm-hmm. ha, ha, silly things happen too i like i super can't get past those things and i'm like i can't justify why she would write the book this way not to diss people who like eclipse because like you like what you like but also that's why i can't like eclipse at all Mm -hmm. and like i said last episode the bella edward moments we get in this book are my favorite moments we've Mm -hmm. gotten from them the entire series i think objectively this book is the worst book because it's just it's it's the one that you have to analyze critically Mm -hmm. but i think that if you are just looking for some fluffy romance the fluffy romance bits are so good in this book and they are better than they have been in the previous two yes and that's the trade-off for me because i'm like but i'm also like this is like the best the relationship has been they're like actually in a healthy like headspace they're like meeting each other's needs and having good conversation there's good fluff and Mm -hmm. i love that because we didn't get that obviously in new moon because eddie boy was like peace out for like the whole book in twilight it was like very very early stages they were both very insecure Mm -hmm. now they're more secure we get good moments yeah there is something else that i wanted to point out before we get to zillennial quiz taking and it is an argument uh a further literary argument as to why, based on evidence for the text, Jacob was never a compelling romantic interest. Ooh. And my reasoning is that Jacob... So Jacob and Edward both refer to her using pet names occasionally. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, Edward calls her Bella. Or if he calls her by a pet name, it's Bella, love, or love, you I know? Love like. I do, too. It's one of my favorite pet names Same. in the entire very, world. Oh, it's so good. That's how Edward refers to her. Jacob refers to her with names like Bells and Honey and Sweetheart. Guess who else refers to her with names like Bells and Honey and Sweetheart? Her dad. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember New Moon when he did it. I was angry about it because I was like, only Charlie gets to call her that. And now I'm like, only Charlie calls her that. So why is Jake calling her that? The fact that Jake is referring to her the same way that her father does is disgusting. It's weird. And it is further evidence as to why Jacob is not a viable love interest for her. No, because I'm like, I'm wondering why he started calling her that in the first place. I'm like, why would you, like, hear what a father calls their daughter and be like, hmm, that's a really great pet name for me to give them as somebody who wants to pursue them Mm -hmm. romantically. I'm like... The math ain't math, then. That doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And it also shows how infantile Jacob views Bella. Yeah. Like, it's not an equal relationship. And and Edward and Bella aren't an equal relationship either. But Edward, although he 
understands that he is stronger than her, um, like intellectually views her as an equal Mm -hmm. and doesn't try to one-up her all the time. Jake and Bella's entire relationship is built on one-upping each other. That was like one of the first conversations we got with him in New Moon was the whole age discussion and Jacob trying to make himself seem older and more mature. I don't know, maybe he was trying to appeal to her a little bit more, but like it just came off as like badgering and be like, I know more than you, even though you're older than me. That was gross. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he uses the language that her dad uses to refer to her proves that he still sees her as younger than him, more immature than him, lesser than him, Mm -hmm. and something that he needs to protect and be in charge of. Yep. And he doesn't validate her decisions the same way Edward does. Like, I mean, it takes Edward a little bit to, like, get on board with her shit, but, like, once he's on board, he's like, this is your decision. I respect you. And Jacob's constantly questioning Bella and being like, you don't really feel that way, though, do you? And, like, making her doubt herself. And I'm like, Jacob, like, that's really gross and honestly immature of you. Like, you are the immature one here, not Bella. Mm-hmm. I can't. I just... I hate Jacob Black. Yeah. Story. <laughs> I just... I, I understand, like... When I watched the movies, because I was Team Edward for the books, I was briefly Team Jacob for New Moon, and then he was a dick, and I was done. And then for the movies, I thought Taylor Lautner was really hot, and that's why I had mm-hmm. a brief little switchy-roo, mm-hmm. but mostly stayed in Team Edward camp. But I'm wondering, yeah, how do Team Jacobs, like, I guess, try to, like, justify? Mm-hmm. But, like, you shouldn't justify Jacob's actions actions not to tell you what to think but assault you shouldn't just yeah. assault so i'm i'm very clearly on twilight tiktok right <laughs> we're not surprised by this i saw a tiktok today from a team jacob perspective and i was like get this shit off my for you page <laughs> get it off <laughs> yep <laughs> i've seen a couple and they mostly like make it they're like oh well but here's the thing stephanie meyer like clearly is a, is prejudiced against the tribe so she writes Jacob a certain way to make him unappealing and I'm like yeah I get that totally like it's, we talked about this last episode with how she like writes the, the wolf pack and the Quileute tribe like she mm-hmm. it's not good and it's cultural appropriation it should be acknowledged it should be talked about because it's ucky also, just as a reminder, if you would like to donate to the Quileute tribe and their Move to Higher Ground mm-hmm. mission, that link will be in the description of this episode as well. Yes. So, yes. go check it out. Yes, go donate, please. But, yeah. Alyssa, are you ready for some millennial quiz taking? Yes! Always! <laughs> okay, so today's quiz is a, uh, is Edward or Jacob your soulmate quiz, uh, since... <laughs> That is the main plot of this book. <laughs> like, forget about Victoria and Fuck every Victoria and the newborn army and everything. She's just What's in the last re- couple what, pages. It's fine. What this book is really about is is Bella gonna choose Edward or Jacob, <laughs> even though it was never a choice. No. Um. <laughs> so we're gonna take a quiz from BuzzFeed titled "This Quiz Will Reveal Whether Edward or Jacob Is Your Soulmate." So let's do it. Ugh, no, and, my luck. Uh, I'm gonna get Jacob. Honestly, same. I'm really scared. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna get <laughs> fucking Jacob, and it's gonna be like the time I got Major Mint or 
Not even a major man. I got the fucking Pegasus no, in the Nutcracker got... quiz. <laughs> what was her name? It wasn't Calliope. Mm-hmm. It was, um... I don't remember. I can't name. remember. I got the fucking Pegasus. She so... wasn't even a Pegasus. She was just a horse. She was just a horse. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? But... Because there's only two options we got here. So I'm like, no one, no one. I'm scared. I'm terrified. But we'll, I guess we'll see you on the other side, friends. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye. Living in fear right now. Okay, here we go. Listen, 100% we got the same results because I'm pretty sure we answered the same things for every question. I'm pretty sure we did too. All right. We'll we'll, we'll say it together on the count of three. Okay, okay, okay. One, two, three, Edward. Edward. Yes! <laughs> so happy we got Edward. Uh, Alyssa, do you want to read the description? Yes. Your soulmate is the broody and sparkling Edward Cullen. Hope you like drinking animal blood and waiting until you're married before you can bang. <laughs> I mean, what a description. Alyssa, do you have anything else you'd like to say before we wrap this up? Yeah, well, you can't skip this book if you read the series, unfortunately. It's big. There's a lot of plot points. Just Mm -hmm. know it doesn't get better. (laughs) It gets worse from here. So I guess if you want to read past New Moon, you're in it for the long haul. Also, the movie is somehow worse than the book. I don't know. We'll have to discuss this when we cover the movie next week. Yeah, we'll talk about the movie next week, but just know. So, Alyssa, where can they find the podcast? Ooh, you can find our podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. If you listen to your podcast on Apple Podcasts and and or Spotify, give us a five-star rating and subscribe so you can find us and other people can find us. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at T-Squee. Or if you have longer thoughts, you can send it to us at our email. That's T-N-Squee at gmail.com. T, the letter N, Squee at gmail.com. What should they send us this week, Alyssa? Besties, I really don't want to hear why you're Team Jacob, but I also kind of want to hear why you're Team Jacob. Yeah, I'd be fascinated to read that essay. <laughs> I will hate every second that yeah. I read it, but I would be fascinated to read it. So if you want to send that to us, <laughs> do it. Please do. Because the people in our friend group, no one likes Jacob. It's very easy to navigate here because we're all like, mm-hmm. yeah, Edward. And then there's one who's like, Mike Newton would have solved her problems. And she's right. <laughs> she's absolutely correct. But I'm like, there would have been one book if that was the case. So we'll be back to discuss the Eclipse movie. Mm -hmm. And then we'll finally make it to Breaking Dawn and be done with Twilight. Y'all, we are almost, almost there. We're almost done. Four more episodes. Four more episodes, yeah. We'll see y'all next time. Yeehaw. For our coverage of the Eclipse movie. Yes. Until then, keep holding on. Yeah. Because you're going to make it through. You'll make it through. Yeah. Go watch some Glee. <laughs> <laughs> Live your best lives. Hoogie <laughs> bye. 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 bye.